Shalom. I'm Mitch Glazer, president of Chosen People Ministries, here with my colleague and friend, Robert Walter, and I'm really excited about the theme that we have this weekend. Bobby, it's all about what Jews and Christians have in common. That's right, Mitch, and welcome everyone today on The Chosen People. We are going to be taking a look at four specific areas of commonality between the Christians and the Jewish people. And then later on in the program, we're actually going to hear from a woman named Susanna, who's going to share a little bit about her story, her story about reconciling being Jewish and believing in Jesus as the Messiah. If you've missed any of the previous episodes, you can catch up when you visit us online at chosenpeople.com radio. But right now, let's dive into today's topic. Mitch? All right. Well, there's a number of commonalities that Jewish people and Christians uh, have that are probably obvious to some, but probably most people don't really think about them. I think about them a lot because I am a Messianic Jew, and so it's it's nice to be unified within my own self, you know? <laughs> and so... Uh, there was not a big jump for me in a lot of these areas when I became a follower of Jesus. One of the commonalities between Jews and Christians are the scriptures. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, let me tell you what the, the, the non-commonality is immediately. For the Jewish people, the scriptures are simply the Old Testament. So Jewish people do not believe in a New Testament because Jewish people generally do not believe in, in Jesus. But... The Old Testament that you find in the Bible of a Christian and the Old Testament you find in the Bible of a Jewish person is exactly the same. Now, there are differences in the order of the books, uh, the historical books and the prophets, but it is exactly the same. Now, the Old Testament, Bobby, as you might uh, know, is called the Tanakh, mm-hmm. um, and that's the Hebrew term. And the it's three Hebrew letters. The the T sound, Tuf, is the Torah, the mm-hmm. law, the five books of Moses. The N is Nevi'im, which is the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, the Twelve, and Ezekiel, etc. And then the third is Kitubim, which means the writings. Mm-hmm. And the writings include the historical books and also Psalms and Proverbs and what we call the Megillot or the scrolls. Esther and Ruth and some of these other books. It's very interesting that Yeshua, Jesus, actually identified this as he walked on the road to Emmaus with these two uh, erstwhile disciples who were bemoaning the fact that Jesus had said he was the Messiah, but in fact he died. Mm -hmm. And so all their hopes for the establishment of the Davidic kingdom were dashed with the death of Jesus— they had heard from some of the women who visited the graves that Jesus had grave that Jesus had rose, but they were still pretty despondent. But Jesus walked next to them, finally unveiled himself to them. Which must have been I would have loved to have been there for that. They must oh, have yeah. been shocked. And then he said, "This, these are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, but all things." Uh, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses mm-hmm. and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Luke twenty 
4, verse 44. So even though Christians have 66 books, that includes the New Testament, Jewish people have 39, as do Christians, if all Christians had was the Old Testament. And so that is a very powerful commonality. And when I was growing up, going to synagogue and going to Hebrew school, I learned to read the Tanakh in Hebrew, and boy, I wish my translation was better. I would have gotten a lot more out of it. Hmm. But over the years, of course, I've come to deeply appreciate my own Bible that God gave to me. Boy, was I shocked to discover, Bobby, that Gentile Christians actually read the Old Testament. I didn't even know that was a possibility. I thought it was just Jewish people that read the Old Testament, and Christians just read the New Testament. But I was really happy to find out that Christians read the Old Testament too. Yeah, that's incredible, Mitch. And uh, I know in my own personal experience, as a Gentile Christian believer in Jesus, uh, as I've met Jewish people and shared the gospel with them and talked about the Old Testament with them, Oftentimes, they've been sort of surprised that I, not being Jewish, have such a handle, such a good handle on the Old Testament, on their Bible. And I've even seen the Lord use it uh, uh, to do what, what Paul talked about in Romans 11, to provoke the Jewish people to jealousy, even. Oh, let me tell you, I was pretty jealous of the Christians I met who knew my Bible better than I did. That was that was difficult. Uh, but Eventually, of course, I came to deeply appreciate it. You know, there's a second commonality that I think is its interesting and important, but it's also a little complex. And so Jewish people and Christians, of course, believe that, at least religious Jewish people, of course, believe that God created the heavens and the earth mm -hmm. in six days and rested on the seventh. They also believe, Christians and Jews, that Adam and Eve sinned. Right. But there's a big difference, and this is really important, there's a big difference in the Jewish mindset about the nature of sin. Mm -hmm. Jewish people do not believe in original sin or uh, ultimate depravity. They do not believe that when Adam and Eve sinned, that sin nature happened in their souls right. and that it was not communicated from generation to generation. So when you ask a Jewish person, and it's going to sound pretty familiar, when you ask a Jewish person if they want to be born again, a Jewish person might say exactly what Nicodemus said. What was wrong with the first time? Mm -hmm. Because Jewish people today do not believe in original sin. They believe in being forgiven for sins or individual sins, but Jewish people do not believe that they need a new nature, right. which, of course, is part of the promise of the gospel, that God would actually write the Torah on our hearts and forgive our sins. And, and the whole power of the message of the gospel is that we can be transformed. But Jewish people, though they believe in the fall of Adam and Eve, they don't believe that their fall impacted the fall of future humanity. Right, right. There's this concept of this, these dueling natures. Uh, one is called the, the Yetzer Hatov, which means the good inclination. 
This is the, the part of a person uh, which is their tendency to do good. And that's at war internally with the yetzer hara, or the evil inclination. And, you know, your life is this, uh, this existence, this battle between the two, and you have to do enough good in order to, uh, you know, be a good person. But the problem with that is that when you measure it up against Scripture, even if you measure it up just against the Old Testament, the Hebrew Jewish Bible, uh, you, you never find the yetzer hatov, the good inclination mentioned. It's never mentioned. The evil inclination actually is mentioned, uh, but the good is not. One of the arguments, uh, just affirming this, one of the arguments that really held some weight with me uh, in trying to figure out I mean, I knew I was a sinner, but I didn't have the understanding that I was sin- a sinner by nature. Mm. But I certainly knew that I sinned, you know. And, and, and if any Jewish person's honest with, with themselves, they know they've sinned. That's what happens at, on the Day of Atonement. We ask God to forgive us of our sins. But I agree with you that the, the, the best way to communicate this to a Jewish person is to say, wouldn't you believe that so much of the good in this world has been done in response to the evil that man has perpetrated hmm. when it comes to wars and when it comes to um, you know, robbery, when it comes to all sorts of, of things. Hospitals, because of illness, there are a lot of bad things in the world, things we do bad and things that are bad just because of the nature of of, uh, of humanity and of the world system, and a lot of the good that has been done by both Jews and by Christians has been done in response to what is bad. And so there is a concept of ongoing uh, sin, but Jewish people really do not recognize that. Uh, so that's a real challenge when you're trying to share the gospel with Jewish people, wouldn't you think? Absolutely, absolutely. But I think it, it sort of leads us to the third area of connection between uh, the Jewish community and Christians, and that's this concept that there is judgment and that there is uh, this necessity for our sins to be atoned for. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, that's a, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the Day of the Covering. Kippur means cover, to cover. It's the holiest day of the Jewish year. You know, Bobby, there's a tradition where you're not supposed to wear leather shoes, and so you'll see Jewish men and women going to synagogue wearing mm-hmm. Nikes Yeah, because leather is supposed to be more comfortable, but of course we know the Nikes are. And so uh, there is this whole idea of penitence and suffering and fasting and depriving ourselves on the Day of Atonement to asking God to forgive us of our sins because we understand that forgiveness is important. I remember meeting a uh, religious Jewish guy. I was handing out tracts on a campus, mm-hmm. and he came up to me and uh, started arguing with me. And It was right after the Day of Atonement, and we continued our discussion. And I, I just looked at him, and I said, and uh, his name was Baruch, which means blessing. And I said, Baruch, let me know which way the wind was blowing. Do you feel like you, you adequately re- repented of your sins so that God's forgiven you or not? He says, oh, come on, come on, come on. That, you Christians make this out to be so simple. I said, okay, look, New Yorker to New Yorker, just answer the question. Are you forgiven or are you not forgiven? 
He says, oh, come on. I said, come on, just give me one answer. He says, look, it doesn't matter because the day, the moment I walk out of the synagogue, I'm going to sin again anyway. Mm. <laughs> so even though theologically in the mind of a Jewish person, even a, a religious Jewish person, he was a rabbi, he didn't believe in original sin or human depravity, and yet he knew it intuitively to be true, that forgiveness wow. not only takes care of an individual sin, but something needs to be done to change human nature. Which I think is a perfect segue into the fourth and final commonality between uh, Judaism and Christianity, and that is the Messiah. This is a, a strong concept that you find in the Jewish world. There is an expectation and a hope even that God will one day send the Messiah. But again, we have to be totally truthful with uh, our our listeners today in, in helping our Christian friends understand Jewish people. Jewish people only envision one coming of a Messiah as a king. That's really where things are at today. It was true to some degree in the New Testament period, but certainly mm -hmm. true today. And so there is no concept of the Messiah coming as a perfect human offering right. for sin. That is not a Jewish concept. And yet there is Isaiah chapter 53. And in Isaiah chapter 53, we learn that Messiah would suffer for our sins and actually die and act as an atonement and rise again. But it's very difficult to help a Jewish person understand that when really the Messiah they're looking for is not attached to sin, but attached to the future glorious kingdom that God was going to establish on the earth. So these are one of the challenges. How do you overcome it? Read them Isaiah 53, or better yet, sit down and let them read it to you, and then talk about who that might refer to. In 1894, Rabbi Leopold Cohn founded Chosen People Ministries in Brooklyn, New York. And today, we stand as a credible, well-established mission that combines Jesus' biblical imperative to go and make disciples with the call to evangelize to the Jewish people first. We accomplish this mission with innovative and forward-thinking creativity. And if you'd like to partner with us this year, go to chosenpeople.com offer, and then click on the Give Today button. You can also give a gift through the mail or over the phone. Find all the details at chosenpeople.com offer. Your gifts help us continue to proclaim the good news that Messiah has come to Jewish people around the world. And for that, we thank you for your partnership. Welcome back. You're listening to The Chosen People. Coming up next, we're going to hear from a woman who boldly shared her faith with some Orthodox Jewish people where she lived. And now, she's going to share her testimony with you. When my grandmother was a child in Nazi Germany, you know, had to wear a Jewish star, she was sitting in the classroom, and the teacher had said, stand up, all of you that are Jewish. So she stood like a good Jewish girl, and the teacher said to her, sit down, you should be proud to be Aryan. Here she is, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jewish girl, very proud of who she was as a Jewish girl, but the teacher's telling her to sit down because she had Aryan features. My grandfather was a fun, sarcastical, very smart uh, Jewish man. 
who loved teaching me Yiddish. I was blessed to grow up in a Messianic Jewish home. Had Hebrew lessons and I had about mitzvah and that really gave me the opportunity to share Jesus with a lot of my friends. Probably the most conversations I had were with a lot of my friends that were Orthodox because they really knew the Torah and the Haftorah well. And it gave me the opportunity to, to open up scripture for those that understood scripture and be able to point to passages like Isaiah 53 and Isaiah 9. Who is this Messiah? And has he already come? Well, I think as I became older, I got more questions about being Jewish and believing in Jesus. A lot of my friends were so confused and, and curious as to how I could be Jewish and believe in Jesus. Like, that's an oxymoron, isn't it? Caused a lot of dialogue. Some people were just lackadaisical about it. They say, oh, well, you can believe what you want to believe. I'll believe what I want to believe. Everyone can believe what they want to believe. However, um, others, um, especially those that were Orthodox, really started having some major questions about it. I think the worst of it was um, when I was sharing the gospel and uh, with some people, an Orthodox person had walked by and they just spit on me. Really? Here's a person that supposedly loves God and that's what he's going to do. He's going to spit on me because I have a difference of belief and believe that Jesus is the Messiah? When you really think about it as a Jewish person, how are Jewish people atoning for their sins today? If we're man and we're sinful and we're imperfect, and now that we don't have the, the temple to actually go and sacrifice and atone for our sins, how are we atoning for our sins? Yeshua did indeed come. He's, take, he's died for our sins so that we no longer have to even atone for our sins, believing that Jesus is the Messiah, that he died for our sins, and that he is coming again is just so awesome. And there's no hope like that hope. All through my teenage years and my growing up, I've been able to walk alongside Yeshua. You definitely get people asking questions and it's pretty difficult. But I have to say, staying strong in that belief in Yeshua and having that joy and love and peace that comes from it, it just overflows. And my friends and people really respected that because I was able to be filled with that joy and love that Jesus, Yeshua, brings. Welcome back. You are listening to The Chosen People. And Mitch, this topic today really uh, got me thinking uh, about the, the common ground, and especially after hearing Susanna's testimony as well. Uh, what kind of, what stands out to you? Well, uh, first of all, uh, Susanna, of course, is, is very personable and is very heartfelt. And so her, her passion really comes out in her testimony. And so it all blends together for me. It's one amazing unity. And so f for me, I, I, I embrace these commonalities within my mm. own self. And so when I'm sharing the gospel, like Susanna did, when I'm sharing the gospel, it's so easy for me to use these commonalities as a bridge of redemption to other Jewish people, to be able to explain to them that we have so much in common, and even the Messiah mm -hmm. in common. But we have different views on the Messiah and what the Messiah would do, although 
I'm there at least 50% in agreement with my Jewish family and friends that he's going to come and reign as king. I just view that as a second coming. And of course, uh, when we articulate that agreement, then we're able to also express how we feel about the differences, that he did come once to die for our sins, also in fulfillment of Scripture, to rise again, and one day he actually will come back again to reign as king. And that, of course, leads to that final commonality about the kingdom of David and the kingdom of God in the land of Israel with Jerusalem as the capital. And I've never seen a Jewish person say, ah, that doesn't sound very good to me. <laughs> you know, that always gets agreement, let me sure. tell you. But it is a, a nice way of talking about the first coming leading to the second coming. Right, right. Yeah, so I think practically for our listeners, uh, just keeping these things in mind as you're engaging and talking with Jewish people uh, to really emphasize the common ground. Say things like, I believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, I, I believe that the Messiah came to Israel in fulfillment of all of Israel's prophets. And will come again. Mm. And the same, the same prophets who said he would come as a king are, are the ones who said he would come as a servant. And I think that's a great way to articulate these common ground truths to Jewish people. And I hope that our friends listening today will take every opportunity to do that. Interested in learning more about the Messianic Jewish faith or the Jewish roots of Christianity? Maybe you want to know how Jewish holidays point to the fulfillment of Jesus. Well then, be sure to sign up for our weekly e-newsletter, Inside Israel. You'll receive weekly updates about our ministry, including videos, links to our podcast, a summary of the latest news coming out of Israel, a variety of downloadable resources, discounts in our online store, and so much more. Sign up today when you go online to chosenpeople.com offer. That's chosenpeople.com offer. You've been listening to The Chosen People. And if you'd like to learn more about this program, or if you're curious to discover the deep and rich Jewish history of your faith, then let me encourage you to stop by our website. You'll find a variety of resources available, and there's even a resource page for your home church. Just go to chosenpeople.com radio. And if you'd like to support Chosen People Ministries with a financial gift this year, you can do that while you're online as well. You can also mail in your financial gift when you write to us at 241 East 51st Street, New York, New York, 10022. That's 241 East 51st Street, New York, New York, 10022. Thanks, Bobby, so much. And I do hope that our friends will take the opportunity to contact Chosen People Ministries. Of course, we really appreciate your financial support, but we also want to help you too. You can tell that we have a heart to help you share the gospel with your Jewish friends. And so make sure that you contact Chosen People so that we can get you some of the great resources you need to tell your Jewish friends about the Messiah. And now to close us with the ironic blessing, here's Mitch Glazer once more. Yidrech Adonai v'yishmarecha 
Ya er Adonai panavalecha v'kunecha. Yisa Adonai panavalecha. V'yasem lecha. Shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of the Lord shine upon you and give you peace. B'Shem Shel Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace. The Chosen People is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries.